0: Welcome inside another episode of the Sherwood Park Crusaders pregame show. I'm your host, Zach Marks. Pleased to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Dawson Patrician. And Dawson, one game this weekend, this past weekend, for the Sherwood Park Crusaders. And it was a tough one. A 3-1 loss to the Crosstown rival Spruce Grove Saints at home on Friday night before having the last few days off. Now we look ahead to tonight's game against the Drayton Valley Thunder. and. Both teams in the mix of a bit of a downward spiral. Sherwood Park having just one win in their, or pardon me, two wins in their last five compared to Drayton Valley, who has dropped five in a row. So this is a pair of teams looking to right the ship, so to speak. What would you expect out of tonight's game based on what we saw on Friday night against Bruce Grove?
1: I think honestly for Sherwood park, uh, I expect there to be a healthy helping of desperation. Um, even though, you know, I think they have, they have the tools to be successful, but at the same time, I think puck luck gets a, gets a bit in their way, especially, uh, on Friday against Bruce Grove several times where, you know, they, they could have had it, uh, you know, for example, uh, Bodie hagan whiffing on a shot and it just bounced over a stick right in front of the net um, and even bruce mcgregor on his goal uh, his first in a lot of days almost 600 in fact um, he he whiffed on the shot and it worked out for him he ended up scoring but it seems like that's the story of this team for the last couple of games and it's not. I mean, it's not sustainable in more than one way. Um, obviously, this isn't going to drag on forever. Um, but at the same time, they're going to need to make a couple changes in order to in order to right the ship. Like you said, I think you know they they have a good forecheck. I will say that it's it's a very strong, uh, energetic forecheck. I think they just need to find a way to make it a little bit more efficient and try and get you know make the simple plays instead of just trying to go 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 all the time
0: yeah sherwood park trying to play more of that style that we've become accustomed to over the last couple of years the running gun style maybe not necessarily having the weapons to be able to do that anymore but we've seen this team have success when they're chipping games away grinding them down on the four check they've had success they beat drum heller in a it with a similar game plan a five four shootout win coming earlier at the AJHL showcase, but aside from that, it has been a tough month of October for this team. It makes it's coincidental that October is the month of Halloween because this has been a bit of a nightmare for Sherwood Park. A four-two loss against Brooks, which you and I both agreed they played very well in. They that they hung in with a, a very good Bandits team, so that one was a good result. Followed by the five-four shootout win over Drumheller, things were looking up. Then a pair of losses to the bottom feeders of the North division in Lloydminster and Grand Prairie at the time, bottom feeders. I believe now Sherwood Park and Lloyd are even on points. Currently, Grand Prairie is still trailing behind 8-2 lost Lloydminster, 4-0 lost Grand Prairie. They then ro- righted the ship a little bit with a 4-1 win over Whitecourt in Whitecourt before beating them 3-2 on home ice. And then they've dropped their two most recent games, that being Bonnyville and then Spruce Grove. They'll play Drayton Valley at the Omniplex tonight. And then they round out the month against the Fort McMurray Oil Barons, who are in the thick of the uh, North Division race right now, trailing the Spruce Grove Saints by two points. That being said, Spruce Grove has played one more game. So that can change heading into the weekend matchup. But we're focused on the Drayton Valley Thunder and then the matchup that will be, and this Drayton Valley team is very solid, 7-4-4 and on the season, as we mentioned, dropping their last five, which surprised me to say the least. This is a team that we've seen a couple of times. Sherwood Park did beat them in the third game of the regular season in Drayton Valley in overtime on a Mitchell-Joss OT winner, but dropping decisions to the Lloydminster Bobcats and the Bonneville Pontiacs. In successive nights by the same score, 3-2, getting shut out by Spruce Grove, losing to Brooks, 5-2, and then dropping a 2-1 decision to the Drumheller Dragons. So if you're Sherwood Park, well, you played Brooks pretty well, and you beat Drumheller. Took a shootout, but you've still done better than Drayton Valley did against them. You've also beaten this team before. It shouldn't – I'm not going to say Sherwood Park should have a quiet confidence or anything because – it's hockey, anything can happen, but this is the game that I think they need to feel confident going into the overtime win coming back on September 21st, a 4-3 win. It's, um, teams just trade goals throughout. Mitchell draws 41 seconds into overtime in that one. Was Merrick again getting the start for Sherwood Park? Yari Käiken got the uh, nod for Drayton Valley. There's been a bit of a change from the uh, in the goaltending department. For Drayton Valley, Byron Fancy has taken the crease and run away with it. Starting eight total games, he's got a 5-2-1 and one record. And then Jackson Berry has stepped in as well. Five games played, 2-3 and three record. It's been a bit of a split crease more recently uh, as Drayton Valley searches for answers. So as of the five-game losing streak. So Brett Bamber still hanging around his last season with Drayton Valley. Heavy shot. You know what to expect out of the Straton Valley team at this point. These aren't strangers to you, unlike Fort mcmurray will be, having not played them for almost two years now. So Sherwood Park should have a decent chance in this game. I'd say there should be, as you mentioned, some desperation from both sides. Uh, Sherwood Park trying to find some consistency here. It's been a weird season to say the least. They opened up with a pair of losses to Spruce Grove. Then they beat Drayton Valley, lost one to Grand Prairie, beat Grand Prairie, and then we've already gone over October. So leads them to a 5-8-0 and record, 10 points on the season to this point. Currently... uh be, pardon me, I said tied on points. Lloydminster is up by two points in the standings, though they have played an extra game. So should Sherwood Park win tonight, then they will jump back into a tie with the uh, Bobcats for sixth place in the North Division. Remember, it is the top seven make the playoffs in each division, so you just have to avoid being the bottom of the division. Now the big story right now for Sherwood Park has been the goaltending. We came into the season expecting maybe a bit of a, a bit more split uh, of starts with Gus Bylon and Merrick Pottrani. But as of recently, Gus Byland's taken the crease over for Sherwood Park and he's looked very solid. What have you made out of his performances over the last couple of weeks?
1: Um, I think, uh, I think Byland he's, he's been good, especially the last, uh, the last few games. I don't think, I don't think the stats tell the entire story, at least um, at least in that regard. Um, trying to pull up some stats real quick. An 896 save percentage and a 346 goals against. I, I don't think that is really, you know, an indication of how he is as a goalie. Although I will say at the beginning of the season, I had some concerns watching him play, maybe some rebound control that he could maybe work on. Uh, you know, just a couple little things. Um, getting, you know, letting teams get those second, third, maybe fourth opportunities. And, you know, obviously that's, that, that is a team uh, team issue as well. You know, the defense has to clear those out, but at the same time, I think he's improved a lot. He made some huge saves against Spruce Grove and again, stopping, uh, even though we got beat the first time stopping, uh, I believe one of the leading scores in the league right now, Tyler Mahan, on a breakaway, nonetheless, so I think he's really coming into his own. And as far as Merrick Pochrowney, I don't know what may be the case with him. Uh, he's sporting an 866 safe percentage, a 449 goals against. And it could be um, maybe the, the coaching staff doesn't have as much confidence in him. But, you know, nonetheless, I think it's it's his crease to gain. I think he, you know, it could be a healthy goaltending duo, maybe some, some competition between the two of them ha- uh, should Merrick step up. And I think it, it could be good going forward, but I think there's still, even though it's been 13, 14 games uh, you know, it's still in the growing stages right now.
0: Yeah. These are two guys who weren't with this organization last this time, last season. Of course, the goaltending duo to end last year was Carson Cheripak and Lachlan Gordon. Uh, Cheripak traded short just shortly before the regular season started to the MJHL, uh, back to his home province of Manitoba, where he's uh, started off pr- pretty well as the former Crusader. But nonetheless, Bylin and Potrowney enabled that trade to be made. They looked very solid in the preseason, not as great out of the gates. But as you get more playing time, you start to look a little bit more solid. And in the last four games, Gus Byland has turned aside at least 23 shots in each of those games, including facing 35 shots in the 4-1 loss to the Bonneville Pontiacs, where by my estimate, he was the lone reason they were in the game as long as they were down just 2-1 heading into that third period uh, before a couple of goals cemented that one but then as you mentioned the save on mahan late in the win over white court and then even the game against spruce grove as you mentioned some big saves on the on the penalty kill turned aside 23 total in that one so byland's definitely finding his footing sherwood park's got to find an offensive groove and a big part of that is going to be new acquisition carter chorney no relation to the former oiler taylor chorney nonetheless An interesting acquisition, returning to his hometown, spent time with the Swift Current Broncos, uh, the Regina Pats in the WHL, as well as the Spokane Chiefs, where he started his career. He'll finish off his junior career here with the Crusaders, and you had a chance to catch up with him before practice to see how he felt after that first game in Sherwood Park Colors.
1: You got your first game in the AJHL against undoubtedly Short Park's biggest rival, the Spruce Grove Saints. Uh, how did that feel? Getting getting your first piece of in-game action against them.
2: Uh, it was good. Just to kind of get out there, get the guys, and kind of get a feel for like the pace and everything that's out there. And kind of just felt good to get it the first under my belt. And
1: uh, were there any you know big differences that you may have noticed coming from uh, coming from the WHL
2: to to the AJ? Uh, not too many differences like obviously like the pace is pretty pretty similar. It's a fast game out there a lot of good players in this league and yeah like I wouldn't know too big of a difference maybe like structure and stuff but other than that like it's pretty well the same game.
1: And uh, pretty quick turnaround to game action from the signing. Uh, you started the game on the first line. Uh, how did you prepare for for the game on such short notice?
2: Uh, Yeah, I kind of found out like right before that I was going so I kind of just prepared for like any other game Just kind of got my rest in and then obviously hydration nutrition is a big thing. So that's that's kind of hot
1: And uh, you're not a complete stranger to the team uh, reuniting with former teammate uh, Bruce McGregor How did it feel to see a familiar face going into the locker room?
2: Uh, Yeah, it was obviously good to see him. I mean Bruce been buddies for like 10 or so years So obviously playing with him is kind of a kind of a plus, but yeah, it was good
1: Uh, Are there any lessons that you may have been able to take from the Saints and apply it to this game?
2: Uh, I think just playing my first game and kind of understanding how, like, the pace is and everything out there, like getting that and transferring it to the next game, I think that will help me. And,
1: uh, you know, working through practice, working with the coaches, uh, are there any adjustments that you may be able to make uh, team-wise, you know, through systems or whatever uh, to hopefully get that upper hand?
2: I think if we kind of capitalize on our chances and bear down like power play and penalty kill and stuff, I think special teams are a big thing in this league. And I think if we capitalize on that, then we'll come all victorious.
0: And that'll do it for another episode of the Sherwood Park Crusaders pregame show. Keep it locked to our social media at SB Crusaders on Twitter and Instagram for your game updates. Facebook, the Sherwood Park Crusaders, easily enough, uh, Google search, YouTube, Crusaders TV, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. Crusaders radio. Puck drop tomorrow is a 7:30 uh well drop from the Omniplex in Drayton Valley. That one will be on hockey TV, just like every Crusaders game has been and will be for the rest of this season. For my partner, Dawson Patrician. I'm Zach Marks, and we'll see you next time.